My career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Dating, dating, and mating. Oh my goodness, my goodness me. This is one of the toughest things that we as gay men do, right? It seems like the dating pool is too small. There's not enough good guys in the dating pool. Everybody's a, a, you know, they play games or they ghost me or whatever it might be. Heard it all, been there, done that. And yes, it is like the undertaking of a century to get out there and date and find a man. If that's how you view it. And I know you're going to roll your eyes and say, oh, come on, Rick. Really? It can't be that easy. I didn't say it was easy. Come on. I said it's an undertaking and you got to be willing to do the heavy lifting and you got to be able to dive in. And I know all of you are going, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But what if you dated with dignity? I have a really great friend, Marnie Batista. She's been on my other podcast, Life Uncloseted, and her brand is Dating with Dignity. So I want to give her that accolade that I, yes, I'm using her branding as kind of the lead in for this talk today or this little podcast, because there's something to be said about doing well, doing anything with dignity. And I'm not saying don't go out there and hook up. That's not what I'm saying. There, you can do that with dignity too, right? But oftentimes when we get into this man-on-man dating world as gay men and bisexual men and transgender men, dating is chaotic. But if we do it with dignity, things can start to happen. We can get better at it. We can actually find a man. But it all starts with having some dignity about ourselves, like literally loving yourself enough, all your beauty and your blemishes, loving all of that enough to go, I'm still going to put myself out there. I'm still going to go kiss some frogs and hope that one of them turns into a prince. Maybe a few of them will turn into princes, but then the one that's really meant to be your prince will actually stick around. But part of it is having the dignity enough to say, I'm good enough. I'm good enough to put myself out there. There's no dignity in saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Oh, there's no dignity there, guys. You have to believe you're worthy to be out there. Now, that doesn't mean everybody else has to see your worthiness. This is one of the mistakes that I think most of us make. And I know I've been in my relationship for going on, we're going on 21, 22 years now. So it's a little bit different because I I haven't dated in a long time, but I work with a lot of guys that are, and we talk through these sort of things. And what I know is if I were to put myself back out there, I would come from a place of, hey, I love myself enough to keep putting myself out there. I like being in a relationship. I like being in a loving, intimate relationship. And I think a lot of you guys do too. You may not be admitting it. You may just go, no, but you do. So start by loving yourself enough. And that's a big dignity step right there. I love myself enough to say I'm worthy, all my beauty, all my blemishes, all my little maybe love handles, maybe my little flabby butt, maybe my great bubble butt and my great abs. But I'm like, nobody's going to want to date me because, you know, I'm too pretty. 
yes, there are guys out there that feel that way. <laughs> some of you probably just heard that and go, oh my God, really? There's yes. Some of the most handsome men have the hardest time dating because guess what? That's all guys want them for. So start by loving yourself, all that great stuff. But then when you start to get out there on the dating circuit, what's your lead in? Oftentimes, the reason we fail at dating is we become like this diarrhea of the mouth. I know that sounds gross, but we just we dump it all out on the first date. And then the guy walks away going, ah, whoa. What's your lead in? What's the thing you most want to lead in? Obviously, hopefully you've been doing some chatting with this person before you get out on a date. But that's just that's just the appetizer. And even on the first date, the second, the third, the fourth, you're still in appetizer mode. Okay, maybe you're going to end up go jumping in the sack and then you're going to have the full buffet of sex pretty quickly. Okay, well, that could be a lead-in that maybe is actually hurting you. It could be helping some of you too. But get really clear on what your lead-in is to be in the dating world. In fact, I'm going to give you another tip in a little bit here about, you know, your, your, your level one through tens. But what is the thing you want to lead with? And it's going to vary from guy to guy. If they're like, hey, I'm really into family. Maybe you'll share a little bit about your family. Maybe you'll share part of what you see like, hey, you know, in a, in a good relationship, maybe you, you know, family could be a consideration. I wouldn't say, yes, I want babies and we got to have twins and da, 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 right? I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing some of that. But remember, your lead in sometimes can dictate them stepping out and never coming back. So what is your lead-in? Think about that. How do you get to your lead-in? Well, you do this little thing that I love to call, it's actually a business tool I use in my business and it works really well, is like to set a vivid vision. This isn't like hanging the moon, but like on the daily, if you were with a guy dating a guy and it was, it was really good, what does the vision of that look like? Be clear, be specific, but also once you get it written out, and I, I suggest writing it out or even, you know, do like a, you know, a, I don't know, I've had people set up Instagram accounts, hidden Instagram accounts and like, you know, photos of what represents this. Any of this sort of stuff, you can create a, you know, a vision board, cut out pictures and put it on there. But as you do that, make sure it's clear and specific, not like it has to have six pack abs, it has to have a bubble butt, it has to have $100 million in the bank account. None of that is wrong. But what I want you to really think about is what is the, on the vision that makes you feel like goes deep into those, deep into the loins of your feelings? That's what I'm looking for. Next thing I would say is make sure, and this is the golden rule sort of thing, but sometimes we forget it. Treat the guy the way you want to be treated and expect the same back from him. So many of us end up in relationships where we're not getting back what we put out no pun intended. And then we wonder why we're unhappy in our relationship. Now, granted, some of this doesn't come to the surface sometimes until you've been in the relationship for a while. So don't be too quick to judge. But there's nothing more beautiful than treating someone the way you want to be treated and getting that back in return. Now, again, don't make this rigid. Be a little flexible. If your date is already becoming your project, you might as well walk away. I say this all the time. If your man is your project, you've got the wrong man. Nobody is a makeover. Well, maybe kind of, sort of. But nobody has to be the makeover. And if you're trying to make over somebody to fit all your needs, well, guess what, bitch? That's on you. 
sorry, I was a little abrupt there, but you're trying too hard to make somebody into something that they may not be capable of being. Every one of us can improve. I'm not, come on, let's get real. I am not advocating just settle, just settle, just settle. But treat the guy the way you want to be treated and vice versa. If you're not getting that back, that may be a, a red flag, a pink flag, a caution flag uh, going into this. And oftentimes those flags show up as our intuition and then we ignore it. Oh, I just need a date. I just need a date. Okay, but you're feeling it in your rumbly tummy. Maybe you feel it in your chest. Maybe you feel it in your throat. Like it causes you to not feel like you can have a voice. Maybe you get like a lot of pressure in your head. Maybe you don't even feel like you can walk into the date. If you're dragging your feet, there's something in your intuition saying, mm, I don't know if this is quite right, but you know, I just, I just need a man. I need, I need a warm body. I need to be with someone. I don't want to be alone. I don't like this loneliness feeling. We've talked about this on the podcast before the beauty of being alone with yourself versus loneliness, two different things, two different things. Go back and find the podcast on that one. But um, listen to your intuition. It doesn't serve you wrong. I love my intuition. That girl, she is just, she's fierce and she is powerful and she always sends me in the right direction. What I want you to focus on though is when you have that intuitive hit, when you're like, hmm, not sure this is right. I want you to immediately think, okay, if this doesn't feel right, where did I just feel that? Again, is it in your gut? Is it in your chest? Is it in the way you hunch your shoulders? Is there something about the way you suddenly sit up like, hey, I was kind of hunched down and this doesn't feel right and it causes you. Anytime you have those things, watch what your body do because guess what? Your body is telling you this before you actually feel it. I know that sounds kind of weird. It's kind of like the chicken before the egg thing, but your body will have this visceral reaction and then you, the feeling comes on. Start paying attention to those things because those powerful intuitive moments that our body is like right before you get the feeling and then really dial in on those feelings and don't ignore them. Ah, no, set that aside. He's so handsome. Okay, he sounds like a little bit of a narcissist, but maybe he's just flippant that way. If he sounds like a narcissist, walks like a narcissist and talks like a narcissist, he's a narcissist. Just saying. Uh, let's see, what else do I got here? Oh, tell desperation. Tell desperation to take a hike. There's no reason to be desperate for a man in your life. There's a reason to desire a man for your life. But if you're desperate for a man, you will jump at anything. That's the reason the apps sometimes are so powerful. We will jump at anything. But when desperation is around, it takes away your power. It takes away your ability to let your intuition speak. It takes away your ability to have a really good lead in. Uh, it doesn't even allow you to create a real good vision for what you truly, truly want in a dating relationship. And when you're in desperation, you are making a whole lot of snap judgments. I want you to avoid the snap judgments. Oh, this is okay. I'll just do this. Now, there's the other snap judgments of, nope, he's not right. He's just not right. We didn't have a connection. Well... If it's only been one date, unless it's just purely obvious this isn't going to work, don't be so quick to judge. Some of the most beautiful, amazing men are hiding in their own insecurities just like we are. Say that again. Some of the most beautiful men are hiding in their own insecurities just like you are. 
just like we all do. And then they show up for a date and those insecurities are playing out full on, just like, like they did on the playground when we, we were kind of figuring out that we were little gay boys. And then suddenly here we are and those insecurities are playing out right there on that date in that restaurant, at that bar, on that first walk along the beach, whatever it is. Don't make the snap judgments just because a guy may not be exactly right on that first or second encounter. Give it time. So the last thing I would invite you to do, and this is one of the exercises I actually have my clients do when we're working together. And if you'd like to work on this with me, I'd love to, hey, let's have a chat about what that looks like. This is what I call your level one through 10 dating list. So what do you want to be doing at a level one in a date? Like, do you just want to be having casual conversation, understanding each other's interests? At a level two, do you want to take it a little bit deeper and like really start talking about, you know, I don't know, maybe it's family values, things like that. At a level three, maybe you're, you know, you're really putting out some like a little bit of indications of, you know, here's somewhat of where I stand on issues and stuff. Maybe at a four or five, you're getting a little deeper and saying, yeah, this is this is what I really expect. And these are, quote, and I hate saying this, the non-negotiables, but we all have them, right? Make your level one through 10 so that on, and, and it could be on a level one date, I'm just, hey, we're just meeting. On a level two date, we're like, well, maybe I'll just go and spend, you know, two hours with this guy on a date. Maybe at a level three, you're like, okay, let's let's go do like a really longer half day, go to the beach, go to a museum, go to a, a musical, go to a show, go to a ball game. I don't know, whatever cranks, you know, whatever turns your crank. By level five, maybe it's like we're considering like maybe, you know, hopping in bed. Make your level one through 10. And again, keep it fluid, boys. Keep it fluid. This does not have to be something rigid like a hard penis. This is just something for you to like, hey, this is what makes me feel comfortable. It will also tie to your vision of how you see things. If you create the vision, then you can go, well, okay, in my vision, when I'm on a level one date, this is what's happening. These are sort of things I feel like talking about. Oh, isn't this interesting? Oh, that can become part of my lead in. Oh, guess what? And when I'm playing by this, I'm letting my intuition serve me. Hey, you're doing this really good. Okay, at a level one, a level two, my intuition is going to feel like this. At a level one, a level two, then you're being sure that, hey, by level four, this guy better be treating me the same exact way I'm treating him. Maybe it wasn't so rigid at the very beginning, but as you start to unravel all of this and you start to step into it, these things by having a level one through 10, make it a level one through five, I don't care. But having like at these levels, this is what I'm doing. I actually did this with a client once who said, okay, so... What's going to make you comfortable in your coming out? At level one, you're going to do this. At level two, at level three, at level four, at level five. By the time we got to a six or seven, he was like, yeah, I would hook up. I would meet up with some guy and so on and so forth. Well, he had it all laid out. It was really working for him. And then he made one trip um, <laughs> to a gay Mecca. And he went through level one to eight pretty quickly in one night. But that was great. He knew what was making him feel comfortable. And he was very aligned with this. So if you truly want to, stealing my friend Marnie's tagline, date with dignity, I invite you to love yourself, to know your lead-in, to set a clear vision that is specific but also flexible, to make sure you're always treating the guy the way that you want to be treated, that you allow your intuition to have a voice at the table of your life. You're constantly making sure that desperation is taking a hike. Go take that hike, desperation. 
while simultaneously avoiding snap judgments and consider creating your level one through 10 for dating. And if that doesn't work for you, then go find another way to do it. This is not the end all be all. I'm just throwing out ideas here, guys, because I love working with my gay men, helping them get to that place of happiness, fulfillment, and joy in their dating lives, in their careers, in their passion and purpose, and especially guys over 40. When For a lot of you, this is when you start really thinking about, I'd really like to date and be serious. I'm out of the 20-something, 30-something days of having fun. I know some of you were in the relationship space already. Some of you may be going into second or third relationships are really serious, like I want this one to be the one that lasts. Whatever it is, this is just one tool and ideas for getting you there. So thanks for being listeners, guys. I hope this was helpful. If you want to set up some time to chat with me, go to rickclemens.com, hit the coaching th uh, pages. You'll see there's a way to have a, a strategic conversation about what would coaching look like around dating, relationships, careers, getting your passion, purpose, whatever it may be. But more than anything, I want you all to work in that realm of truly being the amazing 40 plus guy that you are by dumping your excuses, facing your fears, and unapologetically being the man that you're meant to be in the world. Go have a great week, everybody. And I'll catch you in just another few days with an amazing, amazing interview with someone that is going to really talk about sex and Christianity. Have a good week. Take care. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.